Climate and Sustainability with Kevin James. And good afternoon, Kevin James. Uh, you're down in Cape Town. Is it uh, the weather just as hot here? Beautiful day in Cape Town. Thanks, Ernest. And great to be on the show. Yeah, indeed. And uh, you're down there attending the uh, uh, African Mining in Dubbo, of course, at the uh, Cape Town International Convention Centre this week, running up until tomorrow. Give us your insight, Kevin, into some of the uh, perspectives and uh, the general mood at this year's event. Yeah, so just for the listeners' benefit, the African mining, mining in Derby is held every year in Cape Town. This year, probably about 6,000 delegates from global and local mining companies uh, connecting and hopefully unlocking mining opportunities on the African continent. So the mood this year, actually quite gloomy, um, Ernest. Listening to the talks, there's been commodity traders. Tony Blair gave a speech, an economist, and the bleak economic, uh, global economic outlook and, uh, of course, uh, by association, depressed commodity prices are going to be with us for a while. And that means, uh, leaves a message that miners actually need to start finding ways to cutting costs and increase their productivity. So the event so far has been, in my opinion, all about the money. While there's a lot of talk and a bit of action when it comes to greater social and environmental responsibility, my take is really that shareholders' returns is really the number one priority with the environment and communities coming in the second place. The problem, however, is that African citizens are starting to see it for what it is. And instead of having really benefited from vast mineral wealth in Africa in the past, they have uh, really generally experienced mostly broken promises, including exploitation of local communities and a loss of valuable minerals and profits offshore with very little return or to show for it. Instead, they've been left behind with an environmental wasteland and often communities just left scratching their collective heads and, uh, you know, often unemployed, destitute and no better off than before. So the pattern has got to change, Ernest, and really should begin with, I suppose, the inclusion of affected African society into the discussion. I mean, just to illustrate, you know, right around the corner in Woodstock, there's an alternative mining in Darba running in parallel with faith-based organizations, trade unions, environmentalists, traditional leaders, NGOs, communities, all getting together, guys who couldn't get into the main event because of the, probably the $2,000 price tag just to hmm. get through the door. And, um, you know, so, so, so that's going on in, in isolation to this event. I think it could be more inclusive. Otherwise, there are rays of light that deserve a mention. The larger companies, Anglo-American, Xara, Rand Gold Resources, are starting to get it. They're demonstrating authentic commitment to environmental um, improvement and to share value with the employees and communities. Um, during the productive and, unprodu- and, and post-productive life of the mines. And the challenge, however, is with the more smaller junior miners, as they call them now, due to the weaker commodity prices, will probably have even less money to spend on these things and will probably you know, be forced to continue with uh, exploiting and excluding. So tomorrow is Sustainable Development Day. Hopefully some good news there. I'll keep you posted. Eh? Mm, indeed. Uh, Kevin, now last year, staying with the same event, uh, you spoke of social inequalities being a, a pressure cooker that are already blown up in uh, the mining industry's face in the form of Marikana. You just mentioned now, uh, a few seconds ago, that there's a small community, minority groups, if you will, ho- holding their own event uh, simply because they can't gain entry because it's so exorbitantly expensive to get into this big event. Has there been any progress at the back of all that on this issue uh, since last year? I actually had a listen to what I said a year ago, actually, uh, um, and, and when I, uh, I said that uh, BEE, or broad-based uh, black economic empowerment, as they call it, in the mining sector, I'd, uh, I'd suggested that it was actually a big missed opportunity, if you'll remember, that could really be used to bridge the divide between community workers on the one side and the mining companies on the other. I suggested uh, last year that instead of handing out the legislated 26% of mining companies to the elite layer of black businessmen who have really 
benefited in, 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 in cases unduly from the concept. They need to share ownership with workers and communities that are directly impacted and have an impact on the company's activities, such as the employees and the community. So, well, one of the highlights for me this week was meeting a, a woman by the name of Dr. Patricia Makesha, the MD of Ivanhoe Mines' latest Platt Reef project, a 13 billion rand investment in Limpopo. I watched Patricia in a panel discussion on sustainability, and she presented their broad vision for this project and explained how they had actually gone and decided to do BEE differently by doing exactly what I suggested last year, sharing 26% of their company with local communities mainly, with their local community mainly and, and their workers, and then authentic entrepreneurs, not tenderpreneurs. Patricia and Ivano CFO Marna Klute had to fight, surprisingly, quite hard to do this, to get this right, as they were the usual politically connected BEE businessmen waiting in the sidelines for their piece of the action. But they stuck to their guns and knowing that creating authentic shared value across these communities and employees would result in a more valuable, sustainable and resilient entity where the communities would obviously be more loyal, productive and hardworking and knowing that they're all sharing in the value that they are actually creating. So very well done to these two strong ladies at Ivanhoe's Platkloof Mine for having the foresight and courage to challenge the black ownership model by creating authentic shared value with most needed. I've said it before, Ernest, we need more women in leadership roles in business. There's simply too much testosterone around. Uh, absolutely. Uh, Kevin James, always a pleasure chatting to you. We'll chat again next Wednesday. Have a good one. Yeah, take care, man.